It's time to place your bets. All right, coming down. In Let's three, talk to the pros. Two, one. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zafia, and we got a great show for you today. As always, yes, we're past the halfway part of the Major League Baseball season. Yes, the home run derby is in the rear view. So is the All Star game, but. There have been a lot of injuries to talk about here that really are going to affect not only futures of players, but futures of teams. And there's nobody better to get the inside information than a real Major League Baseball insider. He is my former co-host of Fantasy Sports Today and the current co-host there at SportsGrid as well. And not only that, he also covers the Marlins, everything going on with them. He's the one, the only Craig Mish. Mish, welcome to the show, my friend. It's been too long, and here we are talking a little baseball today. It's good to see your face. It is great to see you, Joe. Hope you and your family are well. Thanks for the invitation, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, we're going to be doing some football on SportsGrid together every Sunday, and I figured, you know what? I haven't talked to Mish in a few weeks here, a few months. Maybe it's time to uh, make sure we dust off the old brand, which is Joey P and Craig Mish, which you can't kill. I mean, we're like Sunny really and Cher, man. It is, <laughs> it is stunning. You know, we're coming up on a decade. I don't know what you're going to get me for the 10 year anniversary, but uh, I know. something nice. I, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because we we were talking about you the other day on the show. Uh, we were on the air, and something came up. I, I think it was Space Jam. I want to say I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I said if if Joe Pizzapi was on this show, this is what he would say about Space Jam. I'm not going to watch it now, but I promise you, eventually, I will. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but I guarantee you eventually. I, and then and then I and then I and then I will ask Joe about this weekly. He still will not watch it. He does not have the time, but eventually he will. And he will give a fair review on it at his pace. Well, I got a show for you when baseball is over and you get some more time. when you are not traveling anymore or doing anything. The boys. Have you watched the boys? No, I don't know. What oh, that is. Amazon Prime. Let me tell you, the superheroes are kind of the bad guys. And so the heroes is like the anti-hero kind of thing gotcha. going on. It is amazing. It is one of the most clever, dark, funny shows I've ever seen. Turns all that superhero stuff on its ear, and it is really well acted. So there you go. So you got a little show. You got a little got baseball. It. You got a little everything here. But let's talk here with Craig Mish because the Jacob DeGrom injury in the National League has really changed the dynamic of what's going on. All of a sudden now the MVP odds have come down from all of the places here over on Betting Pros. And uh, you can't wager on that, can't wager on this uh, young right now. And I'm curious to ask you this, Craig, because you had the Acuna injury just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. too, which changed the dynamic of that race. Tatis kind of was the guy that I thought people should be on. But now it's just mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom injury. If deGrom comes back healthy, what do you think that line's going to look like in anticipation? Is this the last time also to get in on Tatis? Or maybe is there a third guy like Juan Soto who's getting red hot who could finish and maybe carry the Nationals single-handedly to the playoffs. What's your thoughts about the National League right now, MVP race, the way it stands? Yeah, look, I I mean, at this point, you can make a case for a lot of different players for the MVP. It was interesting that two weeks ago, if you would have asked this question, you would have said DeGrom has got the Cy Young and the MVP locked up. I still think he's got a great shot at the Cy Young Award, especially if he only misses two or three starts. But I think that as you look around the league and you look at some of the teams in the National League, it's unfortunate, but no one really sticks out. Milwaukee has kind of had a great pitching season, but their hitting has sort of been eh so far. You can't throw Christian Yelich into that category, and certainly they've gotten enough done to be where they are, but I don't see an MVP on that team. The Los Angeles Dodgers, Joe, are just so well-rounded that you could name five or six guys on that club and say, hey, I mean, they have MVP-type numbers, but would that take away from the others? So, of course, you mentioned the key name, 
And that is Fernando Tatis Jr. on the San Diego Padres. And I think that, look, you still have an opportunity, whatever his odds are at this point, whenever they get reposted, to take advantage of that. Uh, The Giants, I mean, look, Buster Posey, by the way, is making the case for an MVP season. I mean, he's not going to win probably, but my gosh, this guy just was on the injured list. He comes right back, hits a home run in his first game back. The Giants are having a great season as well. You mentioned Soto. The the Nationals' first half MVP to stay in it was Schwarber. It was not Soto. So I'm curious when Schwarber comes back next week or the week after, how that will affect Soto. Will it make him better? Will it put more light on Schwarber at this point? But look, you can make the case that if Soto goes on an absolute tear, he potentially could win it. But Joe, I don't see the Nationals winning the division. And usually they try to give the MVP to a player that's on a winning team. Mike Trout may have something else to say about that over the last decade. <laughs> but I, I, I think in this case, Tatis is the name that you mentioned. And it would really seem to me that if, if they make the postseason, that he would be the favorite. And he's got the narrative, too, playing through the season with that shoulder injury, too. Mm-hmm. He also had a COVID test earlier in the year, too. Missed some time there. So I think he's just had a brilliant season. To me, that was the guy. Uh, you know, when you look at the MV, excuse me, the Cy Young race, though, now, too, mm-hmm. with Jacob deGrom on pause, is it time to start after? Now, this is not the first time, the second time. This is the third time Jacob deGrom has experienced right. some issues here with different parts of the arm, right? Is it time to start kicking the tires on Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns or maybe even a Kevin Gossman? We mentioned the Giants and Buster Posey. We kind of forget about the Giants quite a bit. I know this past week wasn't the best start for Kevin Gossman that he's had this year, but still, Gossman's been spectacular from a number standpoint. Is it worth throwing any long shot money on any of those guys? Yeah, I mean, look, they shouldn't really be long shots, honestly, at this point. Burns was the one that I liked going into the season, and then unfortunately he had... Uh, the COVID at the at the beginning of the season that kind of shut him down. He and Burns have really close numbers in terms of their stats over the course of the season. So it could be either of those guys going on a run. That's how Jake Arrieta won the Cy Young Award a couple of years ago. His first half was okay. His second half was unbelievable. And he just pushed his way all the way to the Cy Young. But yes, Kevin Gossman, unfortunately for me, uh, that is the name of, of the guy that has has had a fantastic season. He plays on a really good team. He could potentially carry them to the best record in the entire Major League Baseball. So, yeah, Joe, I definitely think that's him. A very deep dart throw at this point. If you have a player that saves 40 games out of 40 tries in his first 40 tries, I think you at least have to have him in the conversation in Alex Reyes. I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young Award, but you're talking about somebody that is on pace to do somebody something that no one else has in the history of baseball, which is from your first save to the end, not blow one. And I just at least want to mention that because if things go haywire and a couple of the other names that you mentioned go down, maybe that's part of the conversation. But I don't see him winning it. Deep, dark throw there. All right, let's talk about the American League here for a second. And Shohei Otani, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I learned from my good pal Craig Mish from doing show after show with him. He said... Just get the guy you want before you think it's going to get away from you. And don't go betting a million things. Just go find the thing that you think you believe in and then watch it and then get in before you think it's going to get away. And I did. I got in on Shohei Otani. Be very proud of me. But a nice uh, nice fat bet there at 650 uh, for the MVP odds. Now, he is mm-hmm. at minus 360 on yeah. the plus side of that. So, so that is way gone. Yeah, it's I over. guess my question to you is this. It's over. We all think it's over. Mm-hmm. If there was a scenario where Shohei Otani, let's say, Injury did happen like all of a sudden we have injury to Ronald Cooney and all of a sudden that changes the dynamic. Has Otani already done enough that it doesn't matter? But Or, or is Vlad's possibility of winning a triple crown, does that 
really kind of match up at all. I keep saying no, it doesn't matter because Otani's already built up so much equity with the pitching side. Do you think that Vlad can do anything to get this award back on his side? Well, I mean, let's be fair. If if Otani decided to leave the United States today and go back to Japan and never play again, he would not win the MVP. Somebody <laughs> else would win it. But that's the kind of extraordinary circumstance that I think that it would require. I would say I'm looking at the calendar, the 20th of July. I think if Otani just makes two more weeks or three more weeks, I don't I don't think it'll matter. But not quite yet because Vlad is having an unbelievable season. But a triple crown or not, uh, Otani, that was the right call. I think you and I talked about betting Otani last year before the mm-hmm. season and winning the MVP. It's just, it, it had to happen at some point. Even if he was just decent, they had to give him the MVP. I think the bigger story, Joe, is that for the next 10 years, if Shohei Otani is, just does 80% of what he's doing now, not, not great, but just good, how do they not give him the MVP? Like, this is what they're setting themselves up for for the next yeah. decade. So it's going to be really interesting moving forward because somebody could have an unbelievable year and Otani just kind of does what he does. And then what are you just not going to give him the MVP the next year? So fascinating moving forward. But you got Otani this year for sure. Yeah, and, and of course, the regret is not getting it at 20 to 1. But I think part of it is when you look at those numbers in the preseason, you like things and you go, yeah, but he's got to hit a certain number of innings first. Like, it's got to get to a point where you start to believe the narrative of the two-way player, that it's not a gimmick, that it's a reality. And I feel like we got to a point where it's actually the reality with Otani, and then you started to see it go from 20 to 15 to 10, and it kept going and going. I was like, all right, I can't wait anymore for this. But it stinks for Vlad, because Vlad's just having a yeah. transcendent breakout year that we've all been waiting for. The race that's kind of close in the American League, though, is not the MVP. It's the Cy Young, because you got Lance Lynn at plus 400 on betting pros. That's a consensus number. You got Carlos Rodon plus 200, and, of course, Garrett Cole at the top at minus 134. He is still the prohibitive favorite. And with the Yankees' struggles, do you think he should still be the prohibitive favorite? I know Rodon's going to come out of nowhere, and that's been a great story. And maybe if it weren't for Trey Mancini, maybe Comeback Player of the Year would be his award. But I think that one might be locked up for Trey. But what about Lance Lynn? I keep kind of pounding the table for this guy because I feel like he doesn't get a lot of respect. The White Sox just extended him two more years. Mm -hmm. Do you see any value there putting plus 400 over on Lance Lynn for uh, the Cy Young in the American League? Yeah, not really. Not really. I I think he profiles as a very good pitcher that... It probably does not get the respect that he deserves because he's one of the few guys that gets very deep into the games. But Rodon has the no-hitter behind him. And and I think that if it came down to those two, I think Rodon would end up uh, winning the Cy Young. Look, we're going to have to see what happens with Garrett Cole. It was a rocky first couple of starts after the non-sticky stuff. But then even in the rain, he pitched really well last time out. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that it's going to be between Cole and Rodon. And of course, we still have 70 games to play. So anybody could jump into the mix at this point. But those are the names. I think that you nailed all the names that are possible. Now, with those 70 games left to play, let's talk a little bit of win totals here. Let's start with those Yankees. We're at 95 and a half, minus 112 on the under, uh, on the over, minus 110. Uh, your feelings on the Yankees right now and that number at 95 and a half. I, I know, you know, that injury to Tyra Glass now really changed the dynamic of what the Rays look like. Without that true ace every fifth day, I think they're a very different team. Boston's played very well. The Toronto Blue Jays look like they are going to be Uh, an up-and-coming team here in these last 70 games to deal with and contend with. And let's be honest, I mean, the Yankees have not played up to their abilities. So when you're looking at this team right now, do you think 95.5, they are going to come close to that number this year? And do they have a run in them the way they're currently constituted? 
Yeah, I don't think that they'll hit the 95, but the other part of this too is that the, the better conversation is to do this on August 1st because mm-hmm. you just don't know which direction the Yankees are going to go and, and what they would add and how much that could add to what they have. So I, I on paper, no, I, I don't think that they – I don't think they win 90 games right now, but truthfully, Joe, uh, the market is not going to dictate the outcome of this until the trade deadline comes and goes on the 30th. We really didn't have a genuine trade deadline last year. We played 30 days of baseball, a trade deadline, and then go and run toward the rest of the season. This is going to be very different this year. Other thing that I would say is unlike previous years, you're in a better position to know which teams are going to get better from both a reality and wagering standpoint than you ever have. You, Joe, we can actually identify the teams that are out this year. It's, it's pretty easy to do. Usually everyone complains. We don't know who's in and who's out. I think you do. I mean, you know who the teams of the National League pretty much are. The three teams of the National League West are going to get in. Cincinnati has fallen back. You could throw a dart with them, but Milwaukee's the central winner. And then look, the East is definitely a wreck and that's up for grabs. But you pretty much know everyone in the NL. You know, the Astros are in in the AL. Mm-hmm. Boston would have to completely fall flat. I mean, you, you, you probably know that the good teams are going to get better and the bad teams are going to get worse. So are the Yankees are a buyer or seller, you think? They always are buyers. They're never sellers. So they'll mm-hmm. buy something. I just don't know how far they'll go. All right, let's talk about the Astros since you mentioned them too. 87 and a half is that number here, minus 118 on the over, minus 110 on the under on consensus line at betting pros. So do you think with this Astros team lately, you've seen Lance McCullers pitch very well, Garcia, they've gotten a lot. Framber Valdez came back and was a house on fire and then kind of cooled off recently, maybe a little dead arm, not sure what's going on there. But look, this team scores a ton of runs and they have a lot of depth when they have guys like Christian Javier they can throw in there if they have to into a rotation spot. Do you think the Astros run away with this division? Do you think 87 and a half is going to be their thing? Or do you think the A's are going to stay there all the way to the bitter end with them? I think Houston will be a team that adds at the deadline. And I think that they are well positioned to even win the American League pennant. So if I had to go one way or the other on them, it would be over the 87. Remember, they're going to get a lot of games against Texas down the stretch. Right. That's going to be pretty easy for them. The Rangers have looked horrible uh, virtually from the start of the season. So uh, Houston, some people feel like they have overachieved. I really don't think so. I feel like the talent has always been there. They just haven't all put it together since they won that World Series a couple of years ago. But it seems like the mental stuff is gone. They're going to get Alex Bregman back. They're going to get Carlos Mm -hmm. Correa back. You mentioned the pitching. They're probably another starter Mm -hmm. away from getting over the top. But look. I mean, they're they're saying that Justin Verlander is not going to pitch this season. They they're, <laughs> they're saying that, but talk to me on September first to see if that is really the case. And by the way, we haven't heard anything from him in a not while. A so. I was going to ask you know we really haven't heard, and usually there's some kind of That's well right. he's in a, he's doing baseball activities, which I'm not even sure at this point what that is. I'm sure you can actually answer that question. What baseball activities really mean? I don't know if that means like you're just playing RBI baseball on Nintendo. I don't know if you're just like trading baseball cards, but baseball activities. That's what we've got. Let's talk about the West of the National League because you said three teams are going to come out into the playoffs from there. 94 and a half is the number for the Padres. Minus 112 on the over, minus 110 on the under. For the Dodgers, that number is 102 and a half, Mm -hmm. and that is minus uh, 118, minus 110. So 102 and a half for the Dodgers. And for the Padres side, you got 94 and a half. Any feelings one way or another about these two teams? Because 
The Dodgers clearly right now, with the Bauer issues going on, with Clayton mm-hmm. Kershaw's injury, we have Gavin Lux hitting the DL, and uh, obviously we still have uh, some questions regarding Mookie Betts' health too, which is not great. Bellinger has been terrible. I'm starting to wonder a little bit. I know they keep winning games, but I'm a little concerned with the Dodgers. And the Padres, I feel like the opposite. Even though they've had their hurdles, it feels to me like the Padres, you and I have said it, they're all in. They've got the goods in the minor league system to make a huge acquisition, be it a Barrios, be it a, a big-time pitcher like that. Maybe you could bring in and really change the dynamic of this rotation. Do you think 94.5 and the uh, total for the Dodgers, well, 2.5 is within their reach there? Do you like the over or under if you had a lean on either? Yeah, well, with the Dodgers, it's the kind of thing where I still go back to the beginning of the season. When I see a total of 100 or over, there's just so much variance, Joe, in the last two weeks of the season Uh, The Dodgers clearly are not playing for September. They're playing to win it all. Uh, We don't know how injured Clayton Kershaw is. Joe, there's a chance if they needed him to pitch, could he tomorrow? Maybe. But do they need him right now? No. And they've shown a propensity to just throw their guys on the injured list and let them sit for weeks. Bellinger's been out. Seager's been out. Betts has been out. They've all been out. And they, they simply don't care. They just need to get themselves into a position at the end of September to fight with the Padres and fight with the Giants. So no real lean for me on the Dodgers because I could honestly see them with 99 wins going into the last week of the season, winning them all or losing them all. I don't, and I don't mm-hmm. think that it will matter. I even think that they're okay with the wild card. I don't even think they okay, they care about right. the division all that much. Um, I'd lean under on the Padres. Really? Lean under okay. on the Padres. I, I, too, uh, too fast, you know, it, it, I, I think that everything has gone very well for them. I think that from a betting perspective, you got to be really careful about just buying into buzz and buying into excitement. And yes, the crowds are going crazy. And yes, they're hitting grand slams. And yes, that's all fun. But do they have enough pitching? Like, have no, we seen right it? now? No, I don't think yeah, they do. I, I don't think they do. And I'm not sure they will. So they've, they've made a huge, uh, you know, motion in the offseason to add everything that they did in terms of pitching. And to be quite honest with you, I still don't think it's enough. Blake Snell has not looked right. You Darvish, now we'll see. I mean, he's coming off the injured list now, so that's going to be a big key for them. Of course, Clevenger's been out for the year since the beginning of the year. Denelson Lamed's been on and off. The bullpen's been okay. So for me, I, I think the Padres are going to get in, but I'm starting to think that the Giants are the better team. And I, I wow. did not think I'd be saying that, but they, the Giants look very good at this point. And that's another club that all of a sudden is going to be going for it here. I got to say, I'm I'm trying my best to start to believe in the Giants, but then I start reminding myself, well, second half, Buster Posey, you know, it's down true. the stretch, does he wear down? He's a catcher. Looking at the rest of these pitchers, the Alex Woods, are they going to stay healthy? Descalfani going to get enough from them? I don't know. Gossman's been great, and I, I do believe in Gossman. But does Alex Dickerson in the middle of that order really, you know, scream terrifying lineup protection? I, I, I guess that's, that's, that's true. That's true. But let me ask you this. Did you think that the Giants were going to win all those World Series with the squads that they had back then when they did that too? No, no. It was, it was equally poor. They had that one pitcher. And I don't know if Gossman can be what Bumgarner was, a guy who could pitch, you know, every two hours. It, it's fair. <laughs> it, it, look, it's, a fair it's a fair assessment. Yeah, but the no, thing no, with right. the Giants is that I would say that, like, the, the contrarian to that is that they're getting better now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's not even like you could say, well, Craig, they've played 500 baseball over the last month and it doesn't seem to be going very well and they kind of got off to that great start. Like, they're getting better. They're pulling right. away from teams. So at some point, soon, I think we have to start recognizing that they're just a good team. And who had Gabe Kapler winning manager of the year? Uh, I don't think I had that on my bingo card. I got to check. No. Uh, no. Nope, did not have that one at all. All right, let's talk about the East since you mentioned them in the National League because... 
Oh, again, the Gromlin door. You know, this is why as a Mets fan, you can't have nice things. I always preface, and you know, self-loathing. This is why we are, because the minute you start to feel good about something, you know, you're looking forward to it. You come back from the All-Star break. P. Alonzo wins the home run derby. You're thinking, look, baseball's fun again. DeGrom is great. He's not even pitching the All-Star right. game because he cares so much about the team winning and all this, blah, blah, blah. And two days back, here we are. Everybody's hurt again. This is tough. The number for the Mets, 90 and a half, minus 118, minus 110 on the over, minus 118 on the under. So 90 and a half is that number for the Mets. The Mets continue to find ways to win games. Yesterday being another bizarre one, a strange game in Cincinnati to say the least. Yeah. I guess here's my question to you. Acuna, out. The Braves missing a ton of pieces, including now Ian Anderson on the aisle. The Phillies, I don't know. That bullpen's still trash. I think we could agree on that. Still looking at the rest of that rotation, have a lot of question marks. The Nationals kicking around. Do you think that this is locked up? Is it the Mets? And is 90 and a half the number? Can they sustain all these other injuries? Can they get Carrasco back? Can they just continue to pull rabbits out of their hat and hit this 90 and a half? Okay. So I, I look, we unfortunately we can eliminate Miami. It's just they, they've they have not had a great I didn't even season. ask you. They have. Yeah, we we, we, we got to eliminate Miami from it. My heart hurts, but that's just the truth. Uh, I'm going to eliminate Washington from the conversation. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't think. because it, of the Strasburg recent setback? They went on a three-week run with the hottest player I may have ever seen in Kyle Schwarber. And that, oh, and that was their whole season. They, they're under 500. So let me ask you this. Okay, the Braves, uh, the Braves. I'm in agreement with you there. I, I think too many injuries. I think they're trying to stay in it. I don't think that they will. I agree with you. You can't lose a guy like Acuna. Uh, Smiley has not been really great for them all season. Their acquisitions haven't worked out. Uh, Ozuna, you know, going off the deep end this year. All those things happen. I'll eliminate Atlanta from the conversation as well. So I would ask you this, Joe. Dave Dombrowski is the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, who has all who has been in this seat many times with the Marlins, with the Tigers, with the Red Sox, World Series on all those three teams. I'm not saying the Phillies have a World Series team. Do you think that on July 30th, Dave Dombrowski is not going to go out and get some crazy guy to help them. If I told you that the Phillies got Craig Kimbrell on July 30th and he was their closer, I think you, Joe, would feel differently about the Phillies at that point or any other closer. Oh, you would say, wow, oh, okay, well, now maybe they have a guy to close out the ninth. Now, anybody who they've gotten in the past has not worked out. It hasn't matter who the name is. Brandon Workman was phenomenal last year in the first half. He goes to Philadelphia. He can't pitch anymore. I'm not going to – Philadelphia is a little bit of a strange team. They definitely have an odd clubhouse. It doesn't always seem to fit, but talent-wise, you put Philadelphia's lineup against the Mets, mm -hmm. it's there. You put their pitching, Philadelphia's pitching, against the Mets. When they're right, Wheeler and Nola, it is there. They don't have the bullpen pieces, but this is a close enough, uh, these two teams are close enough within the division that when they play each other, I think it's going to get decided. So for me... I still think the Mets have a good shot, but I will not rule out Philadelphia. I think that's the team that could catch them. All right. You know what? I mean, you certainly make a good case if Zach Wheeler especially can continue to pitch the way he has this year. Noel's been erratic. That's he the has. tough thing about He's Noel. not been the good. Other, the only guy more erratic is Blake Snell. We just talked about with the yeah. Padres. I mean, you look at those home road splits. He's got an ERA at home under two, and on the road it's 10. I don't remember in recent memory seeing anything as crazy as that. that Wei-Yin Chen. Yeah, Wei-Yin uh, Wei Chen. I remember who was there was another guy a couple of years ago. Lance McCullers had an ERA like that mm -hmm. two years ago. It was just bizarre. He couldn't believe the, the splits. So let's see how Craig feels about the Mets and the Phillies and some other teams here. We get to the National League. 
representation here. The Dodgers plus 175 to win the National League. The Mets are the next closest at plus 450. The Padres at plus 440. Uh, then you've got six plus 600 for the Milwaukee Brewers, plus seven for the Giants, and the Phillies plus 2300. So when you're looking right now, who do you think is the team that's going to come out of the National League? Because we all know getting into playoffs is one thing, short series is another. Can the Brewers rotation handle the innings that are going to be out there, not just in the season, but then on top of that, can Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns continue to be that good when you cross over 150, 160 innings? Because that's the pace they're going to be on. Is that enough in a short series with that lineup? Do you like the Mets? Do you like the Dodgers? Where do you like to put your money for the National League? Yeah, I'll still take LA at, at almost okay. two to one. I think there's still some value there. I think that the Dodgers will replace Bauer at the trade deadline. They're a very clear buyer. Uh, they, they, Joe, they acquired you Darvish. Remember that out of nowhere a couple of years ago and, and they made a run with him. They're going to do something similar to that. Like, like you don't think Max Scherzer is going to be on the Dodgers, Joe, but would it shock you if Max Scherzer ended up on the Dodgers? No, and if it- you're Max Scherzer, I can understand saying, okay, to that one. Uh, what about Charlie Morton? Another guy too. Maybe, that would maybe. Not shock me. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, Charlie, yeah, on Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Atlanta will be that far. See, see, a Morton deal, Joe, would probably happen like through the waivers on August 31st. As a, I, I, I think Atlanta, I mean, we're still, we're only nine days away. I don't, unless the Braves lose every game between now and then, the feeling I get is that they're still going to fight for a while. Okay. But people forget that other deadline. And that's a perfect example of a guy that could get traded uh, you know, right there because he does have uh, you know some money to pay. There are a lot of teams that just be like, "What are we going to do with this guy? We don't need him." So it's a good name, definitely. So, but more of a name, I think, for a month from now. I Braves believe they still have a chance. Right. We got to at least acknowledge that. All right. So the American League possibly more complicated. We have the Astros plus two hundred, the White Sox at plus three ten consensus betting line over at betting pros on the red Sox side you got plus 550 then tampa plus 700 the oakland a's plus 950 and the toronto blue jays 10 to 1 which there's something about the blue jays craig and i don't know when they get back to canada if they're gonna have capacity seating how that's going to work out eventually for them but some teams the sometimes those young teams that just don't know they're not supposed to be there they are incredibly dangerous they're they're finally gonna get george springer here the george springer we hope here in the second half that they were hoping in the first half healthy you see the lineup. You see what Vlad's doing. Robbie Ray has been a revelation. I mean, how good has he been this season? Ryu's pitching a little better. I know Manoa just went on the IL. Are the Blue Jays kind of a fun one to just throw some darts at, maybe at the end if they can get hot. Can they add another starting pitcher? Or is it just down to the favorites like the White Sox and the Astros? Because I look at the White Sox. If they get Aloya Menez back healthy and Robert back healthy, Robert. With that, you yeah. know, that staff of pitchers. That, to me, is the toughest out in the American League according to a small series, a short series with three arms. So what do you think the American League winner is going to be? Yeah, it, it's fun to talk about the Blue Jays, but I think you're burning the money. You, you know, the other night they lost, what, 13 and nothing to Boston. You don't win a World Series with like that. Like, th- their pitching is just not good enough. And, and look, it may be a different story next year. And hitting is something that is sort of sustainable, where you could see all of their guys that are hitting and having Springer for a full year next year. You could see the Blue and the Blue Jays being home and Bichette being good. Like all those things I can see, they do not have enough this year. By the way, they do not have the enough in the back end of the bullpen too. So I could see them being fun, making a run. Great to be in Canada, maybe making the postseason, maybe being a wild card. But no, I do not, I do not see them winning the World Series or even winning the American League. I think there are much better teams there. So 
I guess my focus probably would be either on on Houston in the West or the White Sox in the Central. I think I think it's fair to think that one of those two teams will do it. Listen, I was completely wrong on Boston. I didn't think they'd be anything near what they are. I still can't figure it out. They have no pitching whatsoever. And and yet they have one of the best records in baseball. So shame on me for not knowing that one. And I don't think it's shame on you. Right? I don't think anybody could have expected what happens in Boston this year. And Nadia Valdi's been very good. Usually he's incredibly hittable, and you've gotten some gutty performances from some of the other pitchers. But I mean, who knows when they get Chris Sale back? How good he could possibly Maybe. be? We'll see. But that's an addition that you know Tommy John. These guys come back, and it's not velocity. It, it never goes problem. well. No, it, it never doesn't, but well. it's never velocity. When they all say, well, velocity looks good. I'm like, well, that's fine. But what's the feel for pitching? That to me is always the big problem. Yeah. Well, the, the data from the last, I, I saw the other day, the data from the last five, like solid picture pitchers who came off Tommy John and came back in the second half of the season. None of them were good. Zero zip, none, like no good. And stat. Yet every year <laughs> people draft them in fantasy going, Oh, I'm going to have this age come back in July or August is going to be so huge. Right. I don't know why people do that. All right. So, <laughs> Uh, where do you go for uh, the champion right now? I know it's only the end of July. We still got uh, two and change left in terms of months to play. I'm still feeling those White Sox, man. I just think that White Sox team's got a lot of pitching, a lot of talent, very deep lineup when they're healthy, and they're getting healthier. And that's another team, too, that's staggering. Think about the injuries. When you talk about the Mets injuries, how about the White Sox injuries this year, the things that they've had to overcome, and yet here they are just blowing away the competition in that division who do you like? You like the Dodgers plus 390. You got the Astros plus 450 to win it all. The White Sox are plus 750 with that pitching. And then after that, the Padres, Mets, and Red Sox. So right now, who do you think is the favorite? Is it the Dodgers after all? Or do you think somebody else, like maybe the villainous Houston Astros, us against the world, might be the better wager? Yeah, boy, it's so boring to take the favorite. And you know me, and you've known <laughs> me know. long enough, and you know me long enough not to take the favorite. It ever. creates you. I'm actually shocked you even went to the yeah. Dodgers in the National League. Yeah, I am so scared they're going to end up with somebody really good next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, and, you know, it's just. When when you're when you're there and you've been in the and you've won the World Series and then you got to the World Series and everyone expects you to be there, you have that obligation, Joe, to get better. And this is a team that does it like they real yeah. like almost the old Yankees to a degree, Joe. Like almost them, like they go out and they say, "Oh, you know, this may look like it's enough, but no, let's just go ahead and get the best player at at some position." So what is the answer? Like, who who are they going to get? I don't know. And and I wish I could tell you, but Scherzer's the name I brought up. I I was just kidding, by the way. I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to stay in Washington. But I feel like L.A. will fortify and they'll add some major pieces to their team. And and I think they have a great shot to win the World Series again. I, I just don't like any team in the American League. I, I, the White Sox are good; they could get there for sure. Mm-hmm. But to win to win it all, I don't know. Also, one, one other thing I want to say: you're totally right that the White Sox have overcome injuries. But and you follow it every day. Mm-hmm. But like we could go through all 30 teams, and 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 yes, there are a lot of teams that have not overcome injuries. But everybody has like five or six injuries. Oh sure, it's uh, insane, I mean, man. But I yeah. look at they lost Madrigal for the year. They lost Aloy before the season started. They lost Robert right, you know, as the season began. Uh, and Abreu, everyone's complaining about Abreu. Meanwhile, you look at the numbers; they're still pretty darn good. He's still one of the top. They have guys a good team. They, have a they, good they team. do. And and you look at that lineup some days, and you go, "Who are these guys that they're throwing out there?" You know, and they continue to just show up, and the pitching matters. I mean, in short series, you throw Giolito, Lynn, Rodon, Keuchel. That's a pretty. It good sounds good. 
It's yeah. It sounds good, but is it good enough to beat LA? I'm not sure. We shall find out. All right, last question for you, then I'll let you go. Your gut instinct. Do we see Trevor Bauer pitch again in 2021 for the Dodgers? It's like a, such a loaded question. It's like, yeah, I, and, and by the way, this is, and, and sometimes I could tell you with information and sometimes I could tell you that I'm guessing, but I would guess no. I would guess no. I, I just, I don't know enough about the situation. All I'm doing is reading along with, with, with everybody, everybody else. else. But okay. given, given the nature of how Major League Baseball has chosen to handle these sort of cases, which is basically, hey, we, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to shut this down. We're going to figure out and then we'll go ahead and delegate whether or not you agree with that. That's not up for me. But I do think that that's the way that baseball is going to handle this thing. And and no, I mean, I, I just don't think that I just don't I don't think so. But better indication will be next week, Joe, if they go ahead and get a big starting pitcher. What does that tell you? Tells me exactly the answer to that question. There you have it. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Craig Mish. And of course, check him out every day on Sports Grid from 12 to 2 on Fantasy Sports Today. And of course, covering the Marlins and with me on Sunday mornings starting soon in a couple weeks. My goodness, it's going to be football time. Fantasy Sports Today, Sunday edition with Matt Stryker, myself, and Craig Mish. Craig, we appreciate your time as always. I know you're busy, so get out to the ballpark. I know you always got somewhere to be. So that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Craig Mish, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.